Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Friday morning, the 16th of February. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reid on LMFM. And today we'll hear once again from people in Drogheda and possibly beyond about how the D Hotel will become home to 500 people seeking international protection in this country in a couple of weeks' time. Once again, Roderick O'Gorman, the Minister for Integration, is not available to us. And once again, Helen McEntee, the Minister for justice is not available to us. So let's hear from Fine Gael's Fergus O'Dowd, the only TD based in Drada who is a member of the government parties. I spoke to Deputy O'Dowd yesterday afternoon when he told us what he thinks of the decision to turn the D into an accommodation centre for refugees. Well, it's a very difficult decision and it's having a very significant impact. But first of all, I want to say that the international protection applicants are the most vulnerable people in the world right now because they're in, they're in transit, to, they don't know where. And obviously, uh, under the Geneva Convention, we have to ensure that if somebody presents uh, for international protection, that we have to consider their application. And while we're considering that, we must provide them with appropriate accommodation and services and so on. Mm -hmm. And that's an obligation we have. And at this moment in time, I think we have over 100,000 people between Ukrainians and international applicants in our country. And they're spread throughout the, the counties and this decision in Drogheda mm. is not the concern I'm getting from people is not about the fact that they, they, that there are migrants or mm. international protection applicants come to the town. Mm. It's the fact that the hotel is no longer available at this moment in time for a period of two years. Absolutely. I've been trying to gauge it. I've been watching it very closely over the last couple of days. I went into Drogheda yesterday and spoke to a random sample of people. There was very little in the way of objection in terms of the people being accommodated here. There was concern yeah. about the hotel. We've been inundated yeah. with people contacting the radio station uh, as well. And it's a similar story. People understand there's 800 people sleeping on the streets of Dublin. They need somewhere. The government needs somewhere to accommodate these people. Otherwise, we'll continue to see that sort of thing happening. Great to find somewhere that has 500 beds. 
uh, but there is this concern, as you've said, uh, about the hotel. Uh, did you make that concern known to the minister? Yes, I did indeed. And in fact, my colleagues, uh, both about the monster and Jed Nash, we went together to the minister and he acknowledged, as I know Michael, I acknowledge for you as well and for Jed and, and for Imelda, we have always supported international applicants and Ukrainians and we'll stand up uh, you know, for their for looking after them as best we possibly can as a society. And we're all on the same side of that argument. The difficulty is that when a town loses a, a significant and the only actual working hotel for the public uh, in, in the town centre, that is the problem. And the question is, how can we address that and can it be addressed at this stage? But I just want to stress for people who mightn't be aware of it that, you know, there are a huge number. 20% of our workforce is foreign nationals right now. One in every five in the health services, one in every five in construction, uh, one in every four in hospitality and one in every three in in ICT. They're all foreign nationals. So they make a huge contribution to our society. And I think we need to make that point again and again. Billions of Uh, euro in taxes from their work. Uh, but yes, um, where is Over the three where, billion annually? Yeah, yeah. Where, where is the minister? I'm really, I have to say, I, I'm really uh, surprised. I'm astonished, to be honest, that the minister has not made himself available to LMFM or somebody on his behalf. Uh, given what well, he should, he should, of course, he should. And in fact, I said to the minister last night, I don't doubt his personal integrity, but there's there's an arrogance about this decision. Uh, it's made and it's over and done with. And in a democracy, in a democracy, you know, it's about consultation. Yeah. Democrats elect politicians. Their job is to consult before they act and to listen to what people would say. And instead of dealing with this issue and finding appropriate and proper accommodation for them, as we have, we've over 850, seven, I think, in the county. In this case, He's turning a whole community and town. He's put them into turmoil because he didn't consult. And as you said this morning, Michael, the question about community benefit uh, it, it hasn't been discussed at all. Mm. And, you know, it, it leaves people in a very difficult position. And the other part, and I want to stress this, uh, there are a number of people who, who, who are absolutely and vehemently opposed uh, to international protection applicants. They use the most appalling language, as you know, online. And we don't want ordinary, decent people uh, to, to follow their lead and to be misled. So the fact is, we have to mitigate this decision as much as possible. Yeah. We must make them welcome in our town. And mm. I will be along with other people, I suppose, the very first people to welcome them. But in the meantime, if we can find a solution that leaves the hotel open, uh, and if that means renegotiating that contract, then we should do that. That's impossible, though. You, I mean, realistically, it, it, this, it, this is yeah, worth... It may not be, Michael, until we try. I, I well, don't well, know what well, the contract says. Well, well, let, and let, I know that Paul, Paul let, Allen was on this morning. Yeah, let, let me uh, make but, the point. Uh, let me make sorry, the point here. Yeah, I can. It would seem impossible to me because you're talking about a contract that's worth probably around €25 million Euro over the two years that it, it's been agreed for. Uh, the hotel is hardly going to undo that. Uh, this is very lucrative for the hotel. The contracts are, are signed. Uh, you'd really want to be writing blank cheques at this stage to undo this deal. 
Well, I think uh, that could well be the case, Michael. But what, the point I'm making is that we should we should enter into discussions on that very issue. I don't know what the outcome. It may be there may be very little chance of it happening, but I think it has to happen because we have to ensure, you know, th- th- that every option is, a, is, is even though like and you and I know we it's only 30 hours or so since we heard about this, and mm. uh, we're trying to to trying to deal with it. Uh, but at the same time, make sure that no people are homeless or sleeping rough on the on the streets of Dublin, particularly or anywhere else. So the key point is every single option that could be pursued should be pursued. And I think as a policy issue, uh, for Minister Roderick O'Gorman, he should consult, but he should never again, never again take out of a town the size of Drogheda uh, with 20,000 more people mm-hmm. coming here over the next five or ten years in terms of housing planning permissions and so on, yeah. that they won't have a hotel to stay in, that they won't have a... you know, the, 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 you know, it, it, it's unbelievable uh, that this decision has made. It's a bad decision, but as you say, it has been made, and I accept it has been made. And if we can't mitigate it, mm. uh, you know, that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. And it's typical, uh, though. That, I mean, every county in the country has similar complaints for legitimate reasons. They want to accommodate the refugees, uh, but they're losing amenities and facilities like hotels, uh, and it's because of lack of consultation, or, or it's because yeah. Of, uh, I don't know, uh, lack well, of the state, the state lack of support, care. lack of support, no, perhaps though from uh, the other ministers. I mean, this is a charge that has been made uh, against some of the other ministers in government that Roderick O'Gorman has been left on his own to try and find solutions without support, without alternatives. And I, I don't know, he was talking about six regional centres. There seems to be no sign of them whatsoever. Uh, he's been yeah. talking about modular homes, no sign yes. of them whatsoever. There's nowhere for these people to go. I, I don't know if that's necessarily Roderick O'Gorman's fault in isolation. Surely it's an all-of-government problem. It is, Michael. You're absolutely right, and uh, you know I, I'm deeply unhappy with that. And I accept I accept the criticism that you're making there. Uh, that it is a fact, and the fact is that uh, I think after the trouble in other parts of the country, and we don't want any trouble in Drada. I want to stress that point. Um, is, is is that you know the, the, you know we can't. We can't continue like this. And what has to happen is that the government policy must be very clear and unequivocal. You know, state land and state resources must be made available uh, to house future applicants, uh, you know, while while the process is going on. And by the way, 60% of all applicants, I I understand from the last figures in the Irish Times today, are actually refused. So that's the other point. Mm. Uh, But I, I think we have to change what we're doing. It's not working. It's unacceptable. And it's unacceptable because we want to welcome uh, 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 new residents. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want hostility. We don't want protests if we can avoid them. And all of this could have been avoided, I believe, and it hasn't been. And well, that's the job I have to deal with like you. You don't want trouble, Fergus O'Dowd. You no. don't want protests in Drogheda. It seems as though both are inevitable. Uh, the people of Drogheda 
to my mind, have done themselves very proud at this stage. The message you're giving, and I think anybody with any sense of responsibility, is stay calm. There is no reason to fear these people. If there is a reason to fear them, or one or two out of the 500, the Gardaí will deal with it in the same way they'll deal with the drug gangs in Drogheda who were born in Drogheda. There's good and bad in all of these communities. But here's the problem. We have an awful lot of stuff that is being written on the internet right now all sorts of falsehoods and lies and venomous stuff I haven't read it myself but uh, I I wouldn't read that I'm told there's an awful lot of this going on on the internet and already there's a protest planned for Saturday and another protest planned for Sunday the far right are on their way into Drogheda and usually what happens when the far right come into a town is that trouble follows you're right, Michael, and that has been the experience in other towns. And I, I agree with you. I mean, we have to keep calm. We have to deal with this issue. And I think, that, you know, obviously the government has a duty of care that it hasn't fully discharged. And I agree the minister should go on your show. And I'll make, I, I would say to him uh, that he must go on because we need, people are entitled to an explanation. And they're not, they're entitled to find a, a a solution as well. Uh, now, if the if the contract can't be renegotiated or isn't, well, that is also a fact, and we have to deal with that. Mm. But I, I think, I, I think, I think you know, people. I can. I, I'll put it to you this way. I think that that both Jed, myself, and Amanda, all three of us, rather, we're, we're at one on this. We want to find a solution. We want to work together, and I think the people can trust us in that respect. We didn't have prior mm. knowledge. If we had, we would have. This wouldn't have happened, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. But it has happened, and now we have to deal with it in a constructive way. Yeah. Um, and 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 you know, we don't want Drogheda. Uh, we don't want Drogheda to get headlines as we had them in the past for the worst reasons. Yeah. You know, but but the government must address the fact that there is nowhere for 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 people to stay. Mm. I have family come over here from America. They stay in the D Hotel every Christmas. You know, that can't happen. People you know, people have visitors, mm. businesses have people staying overnight. Yeah. That's that's all going to change. Where do you get and married in Drogheda now? I I know the function rooms are open, but so many people saying to us, What's the point in having a wedding in a hotel if you can't stay there, if the bride and groom can't stay there, let alone the guests? Yeah, no, that that that's a very mm. important point mm. and that's why the hundred percent occupation argument doesn't doesn't hold water, mm. and that that's why if it can be if it can be mitigated mm. or changed, it should be. And I'm just saying, Michael, that would be my wish and my hope and my intent. Yeah. If it doesn't work, it it won't be for the want of trying, uh, you know. But whatever happens. Uh, you know, mm. whatever happens, we have to make people welcome. Yeah, and we, well, and, that's uh, the thing I was just going to say. We, we have to balance this with what I believe are our moral obligations. I, I, I've been talking about my son uh, on the radio quite a lot recently to try and put into perspective the situation that these people are in or will be in when they come to this town because. My son is living in a a different country. Uh, He's gone to a community uh, unvetted. He is of military age and he has been welcomed. And I hope that the people who come to Drogheda will receive the same welcome that my son has received in the town that he's living in. And I would be appalled to think that there would be any threatening or abusive behaviour against him in that place. Uh, And that's the thing that we have to keep in mind because these are very vulnerable people. These are people who are leaving some terrible, terrible experiences behind them. They're 
for a, to a large extent, scarred people uh, who need our support and our help. I'm sure the people of Drogheda will, uh, will rise to the occasion. I believe so, Michael. And the other point I want to make is that I appreciate the family members abroad. And I, I have the same history. My family, uh, my brother and my sister went to America. Uh, they, 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 they survived there. They obviously were welcome. The Irish, historically, there's no family in this country that didn't have a relative who emigrated during the famine. Uh, there's no family in this country that doesn't have relatives in England who had to go there to work in bad times because there are no jobs here. Uh, the same with America. And, and the fact is that, that um, you know, like it, it's a very, uh, uh, like there's been, you know, there was a crowd called the Know Nothings in America in the last century who objected and burnt out Irish Catholics uh, who went to live in New York and other states in America. And, uh, you know, there was appalling acts carried out there. You can read them on the internet anytime. Mm-hmm. And we don't, that's what we don't want. And uh, I can assure you, the people of Drogheda, that I will do my very best to deal with this issue. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, I, I think there has to be anyway a community benefit, which is absent from all of this. There must be much better engagement by the minister personally. Uh, I, I don't see why he, why is he afraid to go on the radio? Because, you know, like he, in fairness to him, he has articulated these arguments mm. before. And I, I think he should go on. I think he must go on. Uh, but we want to try and keep people calm and deal with it as, as best we can. I think that's the truth of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. And at the end of the day, I will welcome whoever comes in. Of course I will. Okay. Uh, but I would prefer if the town were united in that welcome rather than divided. No, I, I think that will be the case. We'll leave it there for the moment. Thank you indeed. Fergus O'Dowd. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much. Right, that's uh, Fergus O'Dell speaking to me yesterday and uh, some interesting comments coming to us already this morning. We're going to make a, a lot of time available to your comments if you have a view on this. A lot of people made contact us with us yesterday uh, and uh, we tried to incorporate all of those comments and all of the comments that come to us today uh, about this issue because it seems everybody has an opinion on it. Now, if you do want to make comment on the programme today, let me just tell you the ways that you can do that. You can pick up the phone and ring us on 0419832000. Tell Maggie what you think and she'll write it down, pass it to me and I'll read it out to everybody else. It's as simple as that. Or you can come on yourself. If you'd like to come on and talk about this yourself, again, like that, you can ring us on 0419832000. You can also text or WhatsApp your comment to us or text and tell us that you want to come on. Uh, 086-1800-658 is uh, the number for a text message or a WhatsApp message. That's 086-1800-658 and our email address is michael at lmfm.ie Michael Reed on LMFM. I'm going to bring you as many comments as possible today uh, so that we really get a flavour of what people are saying. Eamon in Dunleer says, Good morning, Michael. Why are you labelling us the far right? That's what the government has labelled us. We have our, our fears. And it's not the fear of people coming to our little island. It's the fear of lying on trolleys, getting a doctor's appointment, getting a dentist appointment, getting any appointment. In fact, the country is bogged down the stats are proving that as I keep saying let the government get our own house in order first then we will welcome anybody here as it stands the government are not fit 
to take any more in, says Eamon. Well, I think there could be some truth in what you're saying, Eamon. The government has not handled this particular issue very well at all. Don't forget, they told us to expect 200,000 people from Ukraine. Uh, I think only 100,000, if even that, have come from Ukraine at this stage. Very few international applicants, only 13,000, 14,000. It's really uh, nothing to talk about in comparison to other countries. Take Poland, for example, where a million Ukrainians alone have moved to since the war broke out. Uh, And they are legitimate concerns. I'm not calling you the far right. I'm talking about the far right who are taking this issue and they're on the internet and they've already organised protests. And these are the same people that will intimidate and threaten the people who are going to live in the D Hotel. And let's not forget that the people who are going to live in the D Hotel are people who are seeking international protection. And that is because they're coming from war, they're coming from uh, the threat of persecution or execution Uh, and there's many reasons why people are leaving their home country. They don't do that easily Uh, and the idea of them coming here I mean you remember the thing in Tipperary with the little children going into their new home. They finally found refuge in this country uh, only uh, to be greeted with this mob of far right hateful people, hate filled people uh, and tears in the eyes of little children uh, uh, as they shouted abuse at them. It's these nutters uh, who seem to go around the country doing this that are called the far right and then they're on the internet and they start telling all these stories and some of them seem very reasonable, you know. Uh, and they say you couldn't make it up and they say all these things. They're just nutters uh, and they've nothing to do all day except spread hate and anger uh, and they're the far right and they're the ones that we're trying to counter and we're trying to have conversations like the one you're having, Eamon, with us this morning so that this is real and legitimate and that we can ignore the racist fascist element that is using this as an opportunity they're looking for votes in the upcoming elections that's what they're doing Um, it's not a healthy atmosphere for 500 migrants living in the same building says a Navin listener not in the same building for a long period of time there will be conflict Uh, it's unavoidable says uh, the listener let's hope there is no conflict Uh, we hope that that is uh, something that will be avoided in Drogheda because the people of Drogheda are not like in other parts of uh, the country uh, where we've seen trouble. There's good people in Drogheda and there's very strong people in Drogheda who will stand over their convictions and will stand up to the far right. I've no doubt about that. Uh, Somebody else says, does anybody really believe that none of our local politicians didn't know about this refugee plan in advance? Um, Well, I do. I do. I, I, I have no doubt about that uh, and I, I, I have good reason to say that. Um, so, I mean, take that conspiracy theory and park it because they didn't. Uh, they found out um, the day before yesterday, as you and I did. Uh, um, Dara, a mother of two, a voter, says, uh, Dear Michael, I sincerely hope the refugees, many of whom lost everything, including their loved ones in a war, not of their making, get a, a better welcome to Drogheda than the group of child sexual abuse survivors did last year. When I think of how these innocent men were ignored by the present mayor of Drogheda, Eileen Tully, and her predecessor, Councillor Michelle Hall, it makes me so annoyed, says Dara. Thanks indeed. I think there was legal advice uh, at the time for the councillors. It's an interesting point you make, Dara, uh, from uh, Kevin Callan, the deputy mayor who's all over the media at the moment. I think there was legal advice uh, that they could end up being sued and lose their houses if they went and rescinded the freedom of Drada from Brother Edmund Garvey. Of course, that proved to be a complete nonsense. 
I mean, the facts speak for themselves. They rescinded the freedom of Drogheda from Brother Edmund Garvey. I don't think any of them have been sued. Nor should they be sued. Nor would there be any grounds for them to be sued. That was the legal advice then. Now we have Kevin Callan, uh, who broke ranks and went on his own bat on social media and broke this story, making it a, a sensational disaster for Drogheda. A man who's looking for votes in the local election. I don't know if that's why he did it, but that's what he did. Uh, and uh, now he's talking about an injunction against the government. <laughs> what legal mind would think that you could take... Who's going to pay for that? Are the councillors in Drogheda going to pay for that? I wonder, I'd i love to ask Kevin Callan that question, but Kevin Callan won't speak to this programme because he didn't like our coverage of the issue to do with Brother Edmund Garvey. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's talking about putting an injunction on this. Uh, well, good luck to you, and good luck to anybody who puts their money into that. Uh, I suppose it will be up to the courts to decide like everything else. But I think uh, from what I've heard in recent times, I take legal advice from that source with a big health warning. Uh, somebody else says, get the mirror on the radio. Wasn't at the meeting last night. Uh, another call from a, a Navel listener says, it's a case of vultures buying up properties and getting rich fast with no regard for the people living in the towns such as Drogheda. Rodrigo Gorman should be removed from his post immediately. Thank you, Navel listener. Uh, another text comes from Angela O'Brien. She says, some Something similar to that, listener. The greed has taken over and ruined our little country, Michael. Sold out by the greedy and current uh, politicians, she says. Shame on the government, one crazy government. Tom says, if the hotel is going to change from being a hotel to an asylum centre, then how come they don't have to apply for planning permission for a change of purpose? When the government refused to talk to the people and ignore them, they created a vacuum for the far right to get into people's heads. Ordinary people are concerned not racist but when the only people that talked to them was the far right you can see how they were influenced by them you make a valid point Tom you make uh, um, maybe I'll ask the minister about that Roderick o- no the minister is not available to us this morning sorry about that Good point, Tom. Maybe the minister should be here. Uh, Frank says, Michael, everything is mentioned except a very important issue. Will our health system be overheated and the public around the area and surrounding areas suffer big time? That's a very good question, Frank. And I think a lot of people are, are concerned about that. I think probably not in isolation. This, If this was the only uh, people coming into the town, uh, it's only 500 people. There's well over 40,000 people in Drogheda. Uh, not only that, but they're planning for 20,000 more people to come to Drogheda uh, under the Northern Cross Route uh, project and all the houses that will go with that. So uh, I think 500 people. I mean, if you think uh, of how many times you end up in hospital um, and then think about that in the context of 500 people. So maybe, I don't know, over the course of the year, would 50 of them end up in hospital? Um, There will be uh, obviously more demand for GPs and other public services. um, But we are in a crisis. Uh, This is the other side of it, trying to balance it. We are in a crisis and people are leaving behind some of the worst experiences that we can't even imagine. We, I mean, that's the truth. We can't even imagine what these people have been through. Uh, and either they're going to stay here, and you can say that's because of mismanagement of the situation by the government, or they can sleep on the streets. And you can say that's because of mismanagement of this by the government. 
Uh, Paddy and Terman Flecken says, Michael, why are we wasting time getting upset and discussing all aspects of this little hotel in this little town in this little country of ours? In the USA, all uh, 3,300 sheriffs were sent away from uh, the FBI headquarters meeting because of concerns about migrants and got these were told to wait further instructions. This is global. Uh, People need to wake up and smell the roses. I'm just a dad of a a young family and I've helped out at the Triple House. Well done, Paddy and Terman Fecken, and thank you for your text to the programme today. Michael Michael Reed on LMFM. Now, let's speak uh, to Brian Condra, a Drogda native, community activist and trade unionist. Uh, Good morning to you, Brian. Thanks uh, for joining us on uh, the programme this morning. We were talking about some of the problems in uh, the country. Housing is an issue in this country. It's been an issue in this country for about 15 years at this stage, an emergency, a crisis, if you like, for that period of time. People say Ireland is full. Uh, You were writing about this on uh, Facebook uh, and you said that's a a lie. Maybe you'd explain that to us. First of all, thank you very much, Michael, for having me on and for giving a voice to the community activists in the town of Drawda. It's very welcome. Um, well, to begin with, first of all, uh, the, the issue of housing, first of all, I need to correct you one thing. It's not a crisis of 15 years. It's a crisis of the making in Ireland for the past 75 years, and it's never been addressed correctly. Okay. Uh, the, rea- the reality is is that the housing crisis in Ireland is one of a lack of investment, a lack of forward planning, and a lack of due consideration to the actual needs of the people. I mean, you have to look at social housing. Instead, we have a, a system that seems to be very strongly based and biased towards landlordism, and let's be honest, the Irish people have been traumatised in their history by the landlords and by the landlord class, mm. for want to want a better phrase. So in, term, in terms of that, there is an issue, and, and it needs to be dealt with. It needs to be dealt with maturely. It needs to be dealt with in, in, in open concourse and respectful concourse. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, so when we come to the idea of uh, Ireland as full, I mean, th- this is, a, this is a, a, a strange anomaly that has developed in Ireland over the last few years. Uh, uh, borrowing, to be perfectly honest with you, from... Uh, expressions from far-right organisations in Great Britain and further afield. Mm. You said it uh, reminded uh, you of William Martin Murphy. Why, why was that the case? Uh, the reason I'm the saying that is because there seems to be this idea somehow that um, this, this is a very nuanced conversation that we need to have. So we have to start, first of all, that this nation was born out of the fact that uh, people who were forced to live in slums, people who didn't have pro- proper provision, objected to it and were threatened for objecting to it. What you were objecting to was the, was the treatment. What you were objecting to was the fact that uh, you weren't that basically that, that there wasn't an understanding of people. Now, to be clear with you, this is about social housing. Now, that's what going on in this country. Mm. It was long before anything about migrants, and this is the point I'm trying to make. So it's similar to, to, to Michael Martin Murphy in that we had a very very fis- fi- uh, vicious um, event in our, in our country that averted basically the, the effectively Irish independence. And the Irish independence that was born of it was that we needed a more inclusive, truthful, caring society, a society that took care of everyone, not just those that had a property. There was an ideology that somehow you held people down. Now, unfortunately, uh, that landlordism appears to have continued, and it enables at times, unfortunately, and it has to be said, it enables certain elements of our society, very small elements, by the way, to try to manipulate it and to use it. And they, 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 what they actually want is, is, is they want to engage in, in, in actions that actually besmirch our nation and, and call it into question. So, Michael, you'd be as well as where as I am that uh, in, in terms of, of our time. Yeah. We're very welcome in terms. 
Mm. We're a very open town. We always have been. I mean, oh, we I've, been I've been amazed by how clear people have been on this particular issue. They are very concerned about the hotel, and that's a, a valid concern. Uh, you know, for living life in this town. How do you get married in your hometown now that there isn't a hotel fit to do that in anymore with the closure of uh, the D Hotel to hotel guests? Uh, but they are very concerned about the people coming here, their safety uh, and welfare. Uh, and indeed, I, I've spoken to a lot of people who are asking, how can we welcome them to the town? How can we make this a, a good new start for them? See, I think that's a very, very vital point and a very important question. Because uh, a certain narrative wants to frame it in a negative way, whereby it's people aren't welcome, or but this, that, and the other, and you have all these conspiracy theories. The reality is, is that we need to look at how do we how do we actually welcome these people here? These are people that are coming from countries where they've suffered serious trauma. Uh, what what do we do for them? Now I have to say, in all honesty, because I think um, uh, a point that's missed in the discussion about the the hotel is that uh, hotels probably aren't the uh, proper place to, 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 to put traumatised families. I mean, a child that, that, that spent a life of fear uh, being asked to live in one room uh, for a number of years, so that, 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 that's not a, a good outcome for that child. It needs to be addressed. But that said, these people do need to be housed because if we look at uh, what happens to people who live in cities, we only have to look at Gaza, you know, and we see the, uh, the, the problems, they're the real problems there, so they, they, need, they need to be housed. It does need to be far more forward thinking. I do think when yeah. the government has shown itself to be largely, uh, I think the best yeah. word I can use is tone deaf. It's interesting you mentioned Gaza, they, though. When we look at the telly and see all that stuff in Gaza, you think, how could anybody live in that? Get them out of there. Uh, get them out. Exactly. Get them out. Cheney, please let them out. Uh, uh, as it was said to the, the other day, where are they supposed to go? To the moon. Get them out. Uh, but if they get out, where are they going to go? If they come here, uh, will we have people saying Ireland is full? Uh, raising tricolours and all that stuff. Well, but, but see, see, and I know that the tricolour for me is is a flag of my nation, and my nation is an outward-looking, uh, inclusive nation. It is a highly inclusive nation, always has been, and uh, I take exception to people who will, uh, use some kind of uh, ethno-nationalism and saying that that's what my nation represents. It doesn't, uh, as you made reference, to, I, I'm a pro-trade unionist. I, I draw my, my traditions from those of James Connolly, and James Connolly once famously said that uh, people of all, all races, classes and creeds were welcome to the nation that he would create, and they were welcome here, uh, because he shared a common cause with the working class and the underprivileged across the world. Mm. And I think that, that has been the, 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 the rallying cry of violence since its inception. I mean, to, to make reference back to, to the issue of housing as well, because it ties into this, uh, I did make, make, make the, the, the reference there to William Martin, Martin, Martin Mosley and the fact that uh, a certain creed or that that seems to be based on hatred and division. Mm. I would make the point to people of Drawda that uh, his daughter um, built a Lady Lord's Hospital in this town. Mm. Right? She took a very different view to the world. And that hospital has been a source of major employment in this town and it's been a source of brilliant diversity. I know anyone who ever goes, you can see that. It, it is full of a huge, diverse mix yeah. of people from all over the world. And you know something? None of them are breaking the law. None mm. of them are invading this country. There is no invasion in Ireland. There is no Ireland as full. There is, there is issues in Ireland that need to be dealt with. And by the way, I welcome the, the, the uh, local uh, town council's uh, statement yesterday where, where, mm. where they called upon the fact that we need investment in this town. 
I would ask that they be mindful that they also include in this, that we do need to walk upon allowing people to participate in their society, particularly people from outside. Mm. Mm. Uh, we need to make them part of our societies. We, yeah. need, we need to care for them and think for them. And I do think yeah. in relation, uh, Michael, I'm sorry for talking so much. Yeah, I've only 30 I seconds left, Brian. Yeah, well, Mike, what I would say is that I, I would say to people, ra- rather than, than demonstrate their side an empty building and block people from doing their shopping and threaten jobs in in, uh, mm. in in Scotch Hall, that perhaps people might want to look at if you care about housing, contact Catu. They're a very good organisation. If people want to engage in welcoming people to this town, those hands of unity, those developed perspectives, there are groups like Broader for All, there are groups like Loud for All, there is the, uh, currently every week, there is a, there is a visual health in Broader to call for oh, uh, peace in the okay. walls, right, called uh, Broader Stands of Palace, and maybe want to engage in that. Okay. And perhaps what people need to do is step back Step back from because because in the rhythm is tense and you, and you called it, Michael. Okay. I'm over, correct, I'm over time, Brian. Sorry. Yeah. Apologies, Michael. Okay. Listen, thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks. Good to talk to you. Uh, and thank you indeed uh, for joining us. Brian Condra, a community activist and trade unionist from Drogheda. Michael Reed on LMFM. Now let me go back uh, to some more of uh, the comments uh, that have been coming to us. Uh, we'd somebody in touch with us uh, who I, I think is planning uh, to demonstrate uh, against uh, the D Hotel being used as uh, an accommodation centre for immigrants uh, and says, please don't label us all to be far right. Um, they say that there's concerned citizens who are, are going to be protesting uh, tomorrow. I, 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 I don't know how many people, I, I don't think that too many people are, are going to turn up, um, uh, to be honest with you, because it's going to be run by the far right. The far right are organising these protests uh, and the far right are on the internet uh, talking about bullets. The far right are on the internet talking about fire. The far right are on the internet spreading hate, calling people names uh, and um, trying to uh, get the attention of people uh, who have reason to be concerned about other things and have uh, concerns about homelessness and all that sort of thing. But the far right uh, are, are the ones who will be organising this protest tomorrow and on Sunday. I don't think any decent thinking person listening to us from this part of the world uh, would be seen anywhere near them. You know, I mean, who would stand beside these hateful people? Who would look at their television tonight and watch children starving, about to be killed by the Israeli army, pleading to God to get them out of there, and then go and stand beside these nutters who think this is a political issue or whatever has gone on in their little heads? Who, who, would, who would do that? And if you do, uh, just this is a, a message specifically to that caller who says they're going down there tomorrow to protest as a concerned citizen, as if you've got some right to do that. This is a specific message to you, not from me, but from Sinead. Sinead, thank you for your text of the programme. Sinead says, good morning. Please, please, please be mindful. We have a lot of elderly residents and family who are living in Scotch Hall apartments. If anyone is intending to go to that protest tomorrow, you'll be intimidating those people. 
our elderly residents, our elderly family, our elderly neighbours. Please keep that in mind. Please stay away from that protest tomorrow and on Sunday. And please do not dress it up as some moral, high moral ground that you're taking because really it is obnoxious, it's immoral to stand outside a hotel and protest about people you know nothing about. David Navin has been in touch. He says, I'm sick of listening to people talking about the Irish who went abroad to America and Britain, the difference between the Irish contributed to society. And the... David, what planet are you on? You're in Egypt. That's a stupid comment. I mean, what, what, how can you say the Irish went abroad and contributed to all of, the, all of the Irish in the world, who went to all the countries in the world, contributed and worked in all the countries? Good God, the amount of spongers I met when I was living abroad who did nothing. I mean, it's just not true. Were you ever abroad yourself? I mean, or do you just make this stuff up? Um, I drive a taxi in the town with the D Hotel gone. Uh, what will we do? Um, that's tourism down the drain. Um, uh, and uh, will they be still there after two years? Very valid point. Very valid point. And there are concerns about uh, tourism, where are tourists supposed to stay if they're going to come to Drada? Um, it's there's no hotels uh, there is the scholars uh, but 16 rooms there and they'll be booked up I don't think you'll be able to get a, a room in scholars for years to come uh, and I have a feeling that after the two year contract uh, it's quite possible that that could be extended um, another text from somebody who says I sent a message yesterday about the failure of government officially failing to appear on your show to explain their actions instead they hide behind the door of Leinster House are, are they waiting until these immigrants arrive when it'll be too late to do anything. Uh, I've been talking about my son a, a lot on the radio uh, and uh, somebody says, ask Michael, did his son get free accommodation, free medical care, free groceries, free clothes when he went uh, abroad? Uh, well, he, he's in a European country. Um, that's the first thing. So um, if you wanted to. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yes. 
um, as any European can in any European country. He didn't, by the way, um, but he could go, as I could, or you could, if you're an Irish citizen, you could go to Germany, Denmark, France, any of the other uh, 26 European countries, uh, and you can go on the dole, uh, and you can apply for accommodation. The governments of those countries will pay for it, uh, yes. Uh, some of those, you're asking about free medical care, that's a very interesting question because a lot of those countries have free medical care for all of their citizens. Uh, I remember living abroad, uh, you never paid for the doctor, you never paid for your medicine. Um, you went to the hospital, you were seen for free. Um, that's just the way it is in a lot of those countries. Uh, what's your point, in other words? Uh, have you got a point? Because I don't think you have. If that's, I mean, this is what we have to ask ourselves here. This is the real conversation about real people who are coming here. These are, are, are not our enemies. These are, are not people who are going to threaten us in any way. These are not people who are going to rape our daughters. Maybe some of them are. Uh, in the same, I mean, some of the roughest, toughest gangsters live in Drogheda. Many of them have been shot dead. Many of them have ended up in prison. Many of them have destroyed the lives of other people by burning down their houses and threatening to rape their uh, daughters or their sisters because uh, they were owed money for drugs. People from Drogheda, rapists, claim or threatening to rape. These people coming here in general are not a threat. When they come into the country, they're photographed, they're fingerprinted and they are provided with accommodation. Yes, they are vetted. What more do you want? Who are you? Are you vetted? I mean, this is the reality of the situation. We're talking about people. We're not talking about things. We're not talking about a game. We're not making this up. It's not about point scoring. It's not about, you know, oh, I, I think when, you know, uh, I, I'm sitting here in my comfortable chair uh, and I've nothing to do all day, that it's terrible that there's somebody comes in here with a, a different accent than me. But what way were we brought up in this country? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm Irish. And when I look at the Irish flag and I see the three colours of unity, that's what it means. It means being Irish. It means being inclusive. It means being charitable. It means having empathy. It means understanding. It means looking at the world and all its problems and saying, what can I do to bring about positive change? That to me is what Irish is. It's not standing outside somebody's accommodation centre and I don't know them and calling them names and, and claiming that they're this, that they're that and the other. That's not what it's about. It's about real people, what we're talking about now. We're talking about 500 people who are coming from war, the possibility of uh, 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 torture or um, intimidation, discrimination, all sorts of problems that you and I will never have to encounter in our lives. These are people who need our help. They're coming here asking for our help. Yes, some of them will not get our help. They'll be told to go home. They'll be deported because they're not entitled to be here. But a lot of them will be. And that is what they're talking about. And they're entitled to ask. That is an international obligation. There's no choice in this. The government cannot say no. Why do people not understand that? Why is it that there are people on the internet saying all sorts of lies about that, that the government shouldn't be... The government has to let them in. Don't listen to these idiots on the internet. They're just making it up as they go along. They're telling lies. On that note, um, before I go to the break, I'll give the last word to another texter who says, why can we not see the arrival of new residents into Drada as an advantage? The centre of the town has been hollowed out and needs to have people living in it. Well said. Thank you. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. LMFM. 
Well, the elected councillors uh, met in Drod uh, to discuss how the D Hotel will become a, an accommodation centre for 500 people seeking international protection from uh, the 5th of March. Uh, Sinn Féin councillor Joanna Byrne is on the line with us. A very good morning to you, Joanna. Thanks for joining us on the programme today. Uh, what do you want to say to the listeners? Good morning, Michael, and, and thanks very much for having me on. Yes, indeed, um, the councillors in Drogheda did have an emergency meeting yesterday evening. Um, I suppose everybody is as downbeat and frustrated with the way things were handled on Wednesday as the public are. And I think it was right that we came together to discuss our role in this and, and how we seek answers from the minister and how we relay information back um, to the people of the town. There's a number of concerns, I suppose, that we have um, and a number of issues that we took with how the communication was rolled out. But first and foremost, I suppose, um, we want to be very clear that we we have already, as a borough district of Drogheda, um, welcomed migrants into Drogheda and the surrounding areas like Ternafekin and, and stuff like that. And we will continue to welcome migrants. But I suppose the main issue for us in, in this regard and in this announcement is I suppose the effect and the impact that losing the D Hotel um, in the centre of the town, the only functioning full hotel in the centre of the town, is going to have on our efforts over a number of years, but particularly in recent years, to develop tourism and, um, you know, to develop the Boyne Valley region. We've got great um, statuses for the town of Drogheda, like the Falter Ireland Heritage Destination Town. Um, we are a designated growth centre. Um, and, you know, impacts like losing the hotel is going to have knock-on effects to plans that we put in place in our county development plan and, and stuff like that. So um, as a result of the meeting, we have requested a meeting with the minister um, as a matter of urgency. And, and we've been very clear that we expect that to happen um, in a matter mm. of hours and days, not weeks and to, months. To what end? Uh, I mean, uh, the contracts have been signed. Uh, it's too late to yeah. reverse that. The TDs and I think the senators have met with the minister yeah. and the minister isn't for turning. Um, so you're right, obviously, is, to, yeah. to want to yeah. meet with the minister to make your arguments. But uh, I have a strong impression at this stage that your arguments will fall on deaf ears. Yeah, I, I understand that, and I understand that information has been relayed. My, my colleague, um, Amalda Munster, did meet with Roger O'Gorman on Wednesday. But as the councillors of the town, we have an obligation to answer this, to the people that put us there, and we also need to ask the questions, and we also need to hear this information firsthand from the minister. There was no communication to any elected official of the area, be it councillor or be it any of our three TDs, Prior to this announcement being made on Wednesday, there was no consultation mm. with the people that the public rightfully deserve answers from. Um, and there's a couple of things that we want to discuss with the minister. We do want to discuss, um, although we've been told through our TDs it's not happened, we do want to discuss the dual purpose of the hotel. Can some of the rooms be remained? Um, that this is happening in the next nearest big hotel to us in the City North Hotel. So there's, there's options to explore there and, and we want to know why that can't be done if it can't be done, if it's been replicated in other hotels around the country. But there is also other things like, um, you know, we we, we correspondence with Drogheda Love Bids on Wednesday evening um, who we put in place to promote our fabulous town and encourage growth in all areas of, of the towns and 
retail, hospitality, and they've been doing some fantastic work. And they have sent on to us some information in regards to figures and what they think the loss of the D Hotel is going to bring to the town centre economy. And the figures of 5.4 million a year is for the town centre of Drogheda alone, never mind the, the wider Drogheda and Laos region. Um, and and we, we expect answers from the Minister if he's mm. willing to roll out big books to private businesses like hotels. Okay. We, Strahada deserves some financial compensation in relation to that um, to be reinvested. Uh, a dividend, I mean it's, it's a massive contract uh, I mean yeah. this is what we put to Paul Allen who was here with us yesterday representing the hotel. If yeah, the hotel is going to make 25 million out of this over the next two years, what is it going to give back to Drahada? Zilch is uh, the answer to that like that, the contracts have been signed, uh, there is no reversing that so again I think that argument is going to fall on death fears. Uh, we've been hearing through other media uh, that a, a, an injunction is possible. Was that discussed at your meeting? Uh, very briefly at the beginning, um, we have agreed to ask at our county council meeting on Monday for yeah. legal advice as to um, our options in regards to planning. Who would pay for this injunction against, well, the, go- no. against the government? Not not an injunction. We're just seeking legal advice in the first Oh, no, no. Well, I, I heard Kevin Callan say, uh, I think he was on RTA and I think he was on Today FM and he was on The Tonight Show. Uh, I think he was in the papers. Uh, he was the first one out, of course. He, he broke this all, all guns blazing very sensationally on the internet uh, as a disaster for draw uh, before anybody even got a, a chance to think about it. Um, but I heard him saying uh, that uh, that you, uh, as a body of councillors, are, are uh, going to look for legal advice uh, about getting an injunction to stop it. Uh, that you don't I want think- to do that, but you're, that's something you're considering. Is that what all of the councillors are considering and who's going to pay for it? That wasn't the focus of our meeting. The focus, of but our is that of have have all the councillors agreed to look for legal advice on getting an injunction and who's going to pay for it? We have agreed to seek legal advice on any options that may be open to us in regards to the use of the. Do hotel you think that's an option? To be honest with you, I, I don't know if it is. It's not my area of against, expertise. Against the, well, it's I Kevin do. Collins. I mean, he's a barrister, isn't he? I'm presuming he knows a lot about this. Uh, do you think that you, you could take on a, a case against the government? Would you be willing to pay for it? Or who would pay for it? Well, look, I, I don't know if it's going to come to that. Um, I, doubt it, will. I doubt it will. I doubt it will. I think what we're talking parity. about here is making headlines uh, out of uh, what's happening in the D Hotel. Uh, and uh, I, I think speaking to you that... What I've read and what I heard on all of these other stations uh, isn't actually happening. Uh, that that's just something that Kevin Callan is saying on these things. He won't talk to us, by the way, because of Brother Edmund Garvey. He didn't like how we covered it. Uh, so that's why uh, I'm asking you about it, Joanna. I don't mean to put you in a, a corner, but I, I, I no, couldn't, no, be- I, I couldn't believe it when I heard Kevin Callan saying that the Drogheda councillors are going to take out an injunction against the Irish government. Uh, I mean, if that's what you're doing, that's what what you're doing, but I just couldn't believe it. No, what I would say, Michael, is not to let headlines deflect from the core issue here. There's a couple of key components to come out of the meeting yesterday. And first and foremost, there's two issues. One, that the the elected representatives of Drogheda do welcome migrants into Drogheda. Two, we have major concerns in regards to our tourism. Three, and this is another point that hasn't been touched on, um, but it's something I'm particularly concerned about, is the strain that any protests and and things like that may have on the resources in, on Garda Síochána in the town. 
Um, and I did speak to the superintendent yesterday and I, I spoke to him about this and the impacts that the resources they need this weekend to, to manage any protests and any violent behaviour that may come. But that's the resources that's going to need to be sustainable for them um, in the coming weeks. And that's something we want to speak to the minister about. Has he liaised with the Minister for Justice in ensuring that Drogheda has the resources it needs, it needs to manage? Well, the I believe the Gardaí said they don't have the resources uh, to uh, be... Acting, no, uh, acting, uh, and to be acting as security guards at, at the hotel. Um, they'll and they're not secu- security yeah. guards yeah. at the hotel, and we we need yeah. to be very clear in that. But they have done some tremendous work in recent years to pull Drogheda back out the yeah. dark days that was in relation to the Drogheda okay. feud. And nobody in this town wants to go back down that road and and to be living in fear. And, and I think this is something that's very very important to the people of Drogheda yeah. that they continue oh. to feel safe. It's, it's and coming. From my there. point of view, it's something that Roderick O'Gorman yeah. needs to put the pressure on his counterpart in justice, Minister Helen McEntee, mm. to ensure that the people of Drogheda continue to feel safe. Yeah. So that was a priority for me as well. Like the fallout of this is. is you know, it, it's it's plain to see. We've seen it around the country in, in recent weeks and months. Andrahada has spent very, very, you know, just been great goodwill and pulling together as a community to turn the reputation of our town around. Mm. And people going out and targeting traumatised people, seeking sanctuary in, in our great town yep. is not the answer. But the book has to stop with government in their failed policies on housing, their failed policies in health, their failed policies and everything else, which is amplifying people's mm. concerns mm. about stuff like this happening mm. with no communication and no consultation. Yep. yep. I think there's a consensus locally uh, in what you've just said there or with what you've just said there people are very concerned and they're not very happy with how the government has not communicated and uh, I mean that's evident uh, we've no representative from the government two days in a a row now uh, to speak about this on the programme when you were notified uh, because all of uh, elected public representatives were notified at the same time and some others Mm -hmm. um, you were contacted, were you not, by uh, the chief executive yeah. of uh, the county council, Joan Martin, uh, who asked everybody to restrain themselves uh, and um, not to announce this publicly um, so that a considered approach could be taken to it. Is that right? Um, no, uh, the chief executive sent an email within minutes of the email coming in from the department saying um, that she had learned about this in, in the last week or two and she had stressed major reservations to the ma- uh, to the minister in relation to Drogheda being a regional growth centre, the impacts on tourism, and she was very disappointed to be notified at the same time as us that contracts had been signed without any of our concerns been taken in, into consideration. And there was just a, a simple line at the end of it just saying um, that in light of what's happened around the country um, recently, she would air caution on, on us inflaming the situation. Now, there was no direct request not mm. to post this on your social media, not to put this out to the public. It was just to air caution, okay. I suppose, and how we handle this. And we have an obligation to handle information like this responsibly. Mm. But at, at that stage, I, I suppose every elected official in the time was clambering, going holy God, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, know, this is the first yeah. period of this. And like my first yeah. port of call was to contact um, our local TD, Imelda yeah. Munster, because I knew she would have direct access to the minister, um, which which she followed through that day. Myself and my, my party colleague on the council, Councillor Tom Cunningham, we wrote 
uh, directly to the minister um, on Wednesday. And might I add, we haven't had a response to that either. Um, and then at half ten this morning, we have no response from the minister um, to the joint request for a meeting that came from all the councillors um, in Drogheda. So I think the silence really shows the contempt the the minister holds the elected officials on the ground anywhere in the country in, and, and in doing so, it's holding the people that we represent in contempt and it's not good enough in my view. Okay. Listen, thanks uh, very much uh, for joining us on uh, the programme uh, this morning. Um, but just by by the way, um, would you put your own money to it in an injunction? I, I don't see. I, I know it's mm. been, this has arisen um, out of a local authority down the country um, following a similar action. I, I'm not up to speed on that case, to be honest with you, but I, I think it may deflect from, from the issue in hand. We need to focus on getting the minister to put um, a tangible package. If he's, if he's able to give the big bucks to private business mm. owners, we should be able to give the big bucks a tangible package back to Drogheda mm. to reinvest into tourism, to reinvest into the heart of our economy mm. in our town centre. Yeah. And and that's what I think will be the focus for the collective representative okay. centre. Okay, all right. So so we'll forget about uh, any news we read anywhere else about injunctions for the moment. Thank you indeed for joining us on the programme today. That is uh, Sinn Féin councillor Joanna Byrne. Michael Reed on LMFM. Carrie McIntyre has uh, dropped into as an American native living in Drada for how long? Well, Drada over 10 years. Okay. I used to live in Belfast for 10 years. Mm. So, okay. in Ireland, over 20 years. Okay. And you're watching this story very closely, I'm sure. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I think that the reaction to this this story in particular is amplified by it coming on the heels of the closure of Marks and Spencer. Um, so, it was a one two punch to the gut for Drada. It's mm. psyche in that sense. Um, the first thing I want to say, though, is that let's be very, very clear that refugees are welcome in Drada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, racists, racism, fascists, far right are not. Mm. And Drada has been very clear about that from day one. And we can see that in all of the messages <coughs> that are coming to us. Absolutely. Well. So the, the issue here is not about the refugees, the Ukrainian refugees, the international protection mm. seekers. They, they are welcome. They're an addition to the town. Mm-hmm. They are a, a benefit to have mm. in the long term. They add character. They, you know, they bring a lot mm. to the town. Well, Drogheda's going to be busy now. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, and yeah. that's great. Mm. But the problem mm. with that is that the lack of proper investment, uh, as opposed to greedy investment, mm. that's been going on in Drada. Um, and the Lawrence Center debacle is a perfect example of the mm. greed that is ruining the town. You're driving out an anchor store like Mark's to prop up a ghost zombie shopping center in addition to the other zombie shopping centers we have in this town. You know, the the, the greed of the, the landlords and the way that this is managed. And the government has a reality check that I hope Drada actually leads the way in forcing the government to deal with the new normal this Mm. is no uh, saying that this is an emergency response is no longer acceptable Mm -hmm. because it's not an emergency response this is the new normal that Mm. we are living where's the plan there is no plan and this this is why you know having an emergency response it's the same as developing the country farm field by farm field Mm. you know 
And we're seeing the results of that in East Meath, where every time some farmer dies and his kid sells it to developers, and there's no infrastructure, and there's houses thrown up, and people struggle. And they're doing the same thing with this emergency response to the refugee crisis. Mm. Well, look, there's a war in Ukraine that's not going to end anytime soon. And if Trump gets elected, that war is going to spread to other parts of Europe. Mm. Okay. Um, Our defense here in Ireland is a big issue that's going to be coming up, how much we're going to invest in building up our defense forces, because we're going to need to. That's the reality of the changing circumstances in the world and in Europe. Okay. Many people would argue otherwise, by the way, but well, okay. Well, look at, you know, you I'm know. sorry, but, you know, we're, mm. you were talking about Gaza earlier, mm. you know, which is horrific. And it's a, it's, it's a genocide that needs to stop. Mm. But that is going to be having a knock-on effect on people's movement around the world. Well, maybe not. Um, well, not in the case of Gaza, uh, because they can't get out. Uh, Israel is saying uh, they should leave uh, Rafa. Uh, but as Joseph Burrell said, where are they to go to? Well, the they, moon. This is, this is the thing, though. It's not just Gaza. We've got Syrians mm. here. We've got, you know, the whole of the Middle mm. East is... is Yemen, is, Afghanistan. Is, exactly. Mm. So there's the movement of people is mm. a constant. And mm. with climate change coming as well. So we have a lot of things that are causing the movement mm. of people. And a racist response is dumb. Mm. It's unacceptable. Mm. And in terms of government policy, a racist response and creating responses in fear of racists is dumb as well. Mm. So let's get real here. This is no longer an emergency response. It's the new normal. And we need to start figuring out how we're going to do this so that it's the benefit of all. Mm. That the people that are coming here are supported, that yeah. they are integrated into society, that the people that are what here... What are we going to do in Drada? I mean, you're an activist and you're uh, somebody who would be in, in touch uh, with people who empathise with the plight of those who are displaced, who are looking for international protection, who come here leaving behind terrible stories, terrible experiences, uh, and so on. They are vulnerable. Uh, There's no doubt that when they arrive, uh, they're going to be greeted by a small group uh, of people uh, who will tell them that they are wanted here. They'll fly Irish flags and uh, they'll shout vulgarities at them and all sorts of despicable behaviour. But what, what, what is the plan locally for welcoming this new group of neighbours that are coming into Drogheda? I'm sure that there is going to be a response that's going to come come on board where there will be outreach made, there will be connections made, there will be programmes and, you know, the, the same response and welcoming response that has been demonstrated and given by the people of Drogheda to others that have arrived here. Okay, that's the majority response. Mm. For Nazis with their placards and their hate is not... The, the welcome of Drada. Mm. That is the, the rump of Drada. Mm. And that, that does not represent Drada. Yeah. So there will be a concerted and sustained effort, just as there has been. Mm. I mean, Drada has been the, to, to the lead in welcoming refugees. Mm. That's going to continue. That's not going to stop. And in fact, there's no problem with Merchant's Key. There's no problem with Fair Street. There's no problem with the other things mm. that are going to be coming on stream. Mm. In fact, why aren't more vacant, derelict buildings 
being earmarked mm. for housing, not just refugees, okay. but everybody. But 500 is a lot of people. I mean, it's, 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 it's a gonna... challenge. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And people are making the point about the hotel. That's a, a loss to the town. You can't get married in Drogheda anymore. If you do, the bride and groom have nowhere to stay, this... let alone the guests. But then there's also the doctors, the hospitals, <clears throat> the fire services, the, the guards. All the public hotel, services, the yeah. scandal of the hotel. Mm. And your P- the PR guy for the hotel came in and yeah. said, this is business. He's a businessman. Well, you know what the scandal of that business is? That his business is exploiting government contracts. That man made an 11 million investment, that, that group. The hotelier. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They bought the hotel a, a year the, ago for that. With the yeah. expectation yeah. that they were going to double their profit. They were going to double their yeah. investment. Two years. Two, in two years... Mm they'll have tripled or quadrupled their investment. Their Mm. business plan is the government contracts. Yeah, well, that's not the hotelier's fault. Uh, That's, uh, I mean, that's... That's business. That's shrewd business, yeah. And that's where the reality check for the government has to come in. Well, that's, no, it's the government's fault. The government is privatising it. That's the point. And as an I mean, emergency if, response, if Roderick O'Gorman was here, and I'm sure somebody belonging oh, to Roderick o- O'Gorman, well, I'm sure, well, I'm sure Roderick O'Gorman uh, or somebody uh, on his behalf will be reading the transcript of na- of this now. And the reason we want him to come onto the program is not to say that he can undo contracts that have been signed in good faith with a, a business that is in the business of making a profit. The question is, why is he privatizing it? Why is he giving 25 million euro of taxpayers' money to somebody else to do something that the government should be doing on behalf and of the, the people for check. half the price. That's the reality check that Gerard is giving to the government today by saying, no, this isn't an emergency response anymore. Understandable at the beginning of the crisis when the Ukrainian war started and refugees started coming here that you had to inv- incentivize to get spaces because they were completely unprepared. We understood that. We accepted that. How many years now are we into this crisis? And we know what's coming and we're hearing talk. They're going to create their own centers and whatnot. And we know how well that doesn't work uh, as as well. Well, where are they? Yeah. Mm. But, you know, it's not good enough anymore. And this is really thrown up the problem of that approach, especially when they're not consulting until after the fact. Mm. And what's going to happen is there's going to be lawsuits galore. Mm. You know, if Scotch Hall owners don't sue them, because they bought Scotch Hall with the idea that there was a functioning hotel and two restaurant outlets, you know, part mm. and parcel of reviving the shopping center. So there's a potential mm. lawsuit waiting to happen. And then if the the government revokes the contract, there's a potential lawsuit waiting to happen. And what's going to happen for the, everybody in Drada is a, a closed hotel, mm. period. Yeah. And there'll be nobody in it because it'll be hung up with lawsuits. You know, it's a, cl- it's a cluster. It's a disaster. Mm. And... Everybody's suffering, and Drogheda has already suffered from mismanagement for a decade, you know? Mm. And everybody just looks at Dundalk and looks at Drogheda and says, "What, what's happened here? You know, the dereliction, the vacancy, the fact that we have all these zombie shopping centers, and it's tolerated. Mm, and do you believe that this decision to turn the D Hotel into an accommodation centre for immigrants could uh, be turned on its head and used uh, to the advantage of uh, the people of Drogheda to make the kind of points that you've just been making now. I would like to see something like that happen, but I don't think it's going to happen because I think that the threat of lawsuits 
Mm. I think the fait accompli that mm. they've said that the contracts are signed. Mm. I think that you're you're throwing water out of the boat that's already got a hole in it. Do you know? Mm. Um, this is going to happen regardless of what people want, and mm. it's just what. How do we f- formulate a response yeah. to the greed that is destroying our communities, yeah, well, and it's I, not helping there's refugees? There's no answer to that. I mean, uh, you're an American native, uh, and uh, Listen, I think for, look at look at America, look at my country, and what greed what has done gonna, to it. But that's it's what I was just going to say. We're, we, we've elections coming up for the first time in this country. I think we're going to see the race card played. Not just played, but played over and time again. Uh, that's something uh, that's uh, just par for the course in America. Yeah, and it's horrible, and it's destroyed and destroying my country. And my biggest fear is an American who loves Ireland. I am a proud Irish citizen. So where's the solution? Uh, if America failed, how can we? Well, number one, don't do it? what America's done, and don't give in to greed, and don't go overboard with the capitalist agenda driving everything. The money is not the bottom line for everything. Community, bringing people together, supporting each other, you know, that has to be a bottom line. What's Mm. good for all of society? Not for, hey, what's good for me? The D-Hotel, hooray for me. What's that doing for society? Mm. It's not helping. And racism is not the answer. And anybody, and if any of these government parties think they're going to get more votes by being either afraid of the racists or leaning into it, they got another thing coming because racism is not the solution to this either. Okay. Carrie, thank you indeed for coming into us. Uh, thank you morning. very thank much. Thank you very much. We'll come to some more of the many comments that have been coming to us uh, throughout the morning after the break. Michael Reed on LMFM. Yeah, a lot of messages. Uh, let's see if uh, we can get through uh, the majority of them. Uh, John Conlon in Bally McKenney says, just a question, Michael. I hope you can help me. I'm curious as uh, to know what the freedom of uh, the town entitles a person to when they're granted it, uh, the freedom of draw. I, I, I think it's really uh, just a, an honour that it is bestowed on somebody, a way of the town honouring that person and saying you're held in high esteem by the people of uh, the town. Uh, Somebody else says, Michael, considering uh, the underhanded way that this contract regarding the D Hotel has come about, and I take it by that you mean that nobody knew about it until after the contracts were signed. How in God's name can we be expected to believe that the owners are planning to reinvest the money into the hotel? Our caller says, no chance. I I wouldn't even suggest uh, that when they bought it that this plan was in place, or I would suggest uh, that this is what they bought it for. It's a, an opportunity. It's opportunistic. I beg your pardon. It's opportunistic to say the least. Uh, a license to print money to think that it can operate its bar, restaurant, and function rooms as normal is cloud cuckoo land. My belief is uh, that uh, the people of Drogheda will boycott anything to do with the D Hotel, whether that be right or wrong. And you had Paul Allen on your show yesterday speaking on behalf of uh, the hotel saying that the benefit for Drogheda would be the employment. It's pie in the sky. It will struggle to maintain the current level of employment uh, in the view of our listener. Somebody else says this government should be ashamed of it. it's wealth itself swanning off for St. Patrick's Day to promote Ireland. 
no hotels then. Uh, people do come uh, and they need to treble the police force in Dublin uh, to keep you safe. Don't look for a doctor or a house or anything. What addition to the tax uh, payer is there uh, from the government? Thanks uh, for that. Um, we'd uh, another text uh, then from a listener. This is Mick who says, Where are they going to put all of the refugees when the contract is up if the contract is not renewed? afterwards will they be put uh, uh, God knows where uh, I suppose Mick uh, my daughter uh, works in a doctor's office there's no room for any more patients packed to the rafters says another caller I think that's a, a story that's uh, repeated around the country somebody else says our, our government don't want tourists into our country I know people who have the D Hotel booked because they've tickets for the TLT uh, all cancelled Shame, shame, shame. What next? Uh, thank you, says Claire and Mead. P.S. Uh, put the Drada homeless in the hotel. Uh, OK, uh, Claire. Um, somebody then says, good morning, Michael. Uh, the same uh, people um, uh, that are going to protest outside uh, claiming that Ireland is full should take a walk around the beautiful new apartments near the depot. Uh, which are are currently uh, moving in local people, women and men, uh, into their forever homes. It's just wonderful, a wonderful news story, but not one of them are talking about it. It's a a development for the over 55s. It's creating a community already watching people move in, only delighted to have their own home. These protests are so wrong. Thank you very much indeed. There's uh, protests uh, planned in Drogheda tomorrow and on Sunday. Quite a, a number of people in touch with the saying, well, count me out. <laughs> I won't be standing beside, I wouldn't be seen dead anywhere near those protests. Um, we'd Somebody else saying the only thing in this whole situation is money, nothing else. The hotel is owned by a company outside of uh, this country that will probably in two years' time after pocketing £25 million, pull out of Drogheda. John then says, Good morning, Michael. If uh, the D Hotel announced that it was closing for the next two years to carry out renovations, there wouldn't be a word about it. Not, 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 not a word about the economy or job losses, tourism. Uh, he says, this to me is all about refugees being housed uh, and it's disgusting behaviour from people who are giving out about it. Thanks, uh, John. Um, uh, Another text uh, from somebody who says, Michael, you're completely missing the point. We don't mind people coming here. It's the fact that we are losing our hotel uh, and tourism will suffer. It's as simple as that. The minister... Uh, is spineless. He should be on the show yesterday and today for that matter. Thank you indeed. I, I, I don't think I am missing the point. I, I hope I'm not missing the point. I think, I hope at least that I've made that point uh, and that we've heard others make that point uh, speaking on the programme and in the text messages time and again. There is obviously a lot of concern that the last hotel left in Drogheda uh, is being lost uh, as a, a functioning hotel, a, a normal uh, hotel. Uh, Scholars has 16 beds, uh, and then there is the Boyne Valley 
uh, out uh, on the, the Dublin Road. Uh, but in the centre of uh, the town, the D Hotel, the last hotel, uh, and that is now closed for business as uh, you would understand a hotel to do business. Damien says, I know of tens of war refugees who work in a chicken processing factory in Shercock in County Cavan. Uh, he says it's very tough work, but they get on with it. And their shifts, including night shifts, uh, they take English classes in order to make a better attempt to enter uh, back into their original professions, because a lot of them are professionals, including bookkeeping and engineering and so on. Let's embrace these people instead of sending a strong message that they are evidently not welcome. Thanks, Damien. I think that is um, the overwhelming view of people in Drogheda, and they're very happy to welcome the people. They understand that if uh, they're not welcome here, then they'll be left in one of these places like we see in the telly. Uh, you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. Um, or they'll be on the streets of Dublin because there's nowhere for them to live. Uh, but, you know, they have their genuine concerns as well. And uh, I think, uh, understandably so. A listener in Navin says uh, the Nurmore Hotel in Carm Macross is empty. Why are they not using that hotel instead of uh, the D Hotel? Why are they not using empty buildings instead of a, a working hotel? Well, I suppose uh, there's an opportunity there uh, if uh, you have uh, somewhere that you'd like to make available to the government. Uh, the government uh, will take up on the offer. I take it the Carrick Macross Hotel hasn't, or the Nurmore Hotel hasn't, uh, and the D Hotel offered uh, its facility to the government and obviously is being paid uh, for that service. Uh, Chris says, Fergus O'Dowd uh, said a lot in the programme today, but why has Rodrigo Gorman not been on the show? Why isn't he explaining this decision? The government just doesn't care. They make decisions without thinking of the repercussions. It's disgraceful, Chris says. They're promoting the Boyne Valley for tourism, yet they take away the main hotel in Drogheda. It doesn't make sense at all to Chris. Tom has been in touch with us and Tom wants to know why we can't just vet people who are coming into the country saying this would dispel much of the fear around the whole subject. They are vetted, Tom. For God's sake, where does this stuff... This is this stuff that these people are putting out on the internet and they're telling you that they're all sorts of... Uh, uh, bad people and they're not vetted everybody who comes into the country and, and, and this is a fact is photographed and fingerprinted and they're provided accommodation so they ha the, the authorities have their photographs they have their fingerprints and they know where they live what more do you want um, because a fella moved in beside me last week uh, and we know nothing about him um, somebody said uh I'm not sure about your man. Uh, I heard rumours about him, but we know nothing about him. But of course he's not vetted and we've, we're not going to find out about him. So why are we treating one person different than another? He says uh, people working and living near the D Hotel are, are terrified. The businesses are, are going to suffer. Why was it kept so quiet? Was Why was there no consultation? Uh, Eamon in touch uh, he says it's not about the colour of people's skin as uh, somebody has been uh, saying uh, on social media it's about tourism the D Hotel uh, does package deals with Tato Park and other local tourist attractions where are all of those people going to go now where are the people going to stay 
if they're going to a wedding or a function in and around Drada, it's going to affect so many people's jobs and businesses. It's nothing to do with the people of co- the colour of people's skin, Eamon says. And final word for John, who says people aren't interested in listening to your opinion. Michael, your opinion doesn't count or shouldn't count when it comes to your show and you should keep your opinion to yourself. You're the presenter of the show and you should be impartial. Well, I think I've been impartial. I think what I've done is uh, to maybe spoke uh, what is uh, the facts of the matter, John. Um, so thanks uh, for your comment. Uh, thanks to everybody who's been in touch. Uh, that has to be the final word today. Our time has run out. Thanks to Megan McGuire who researched. Chris Murray was in the control tower. I'm Michael and God willing we'll see you for our next programme Monday morning, 9am on LMFM. Good morning. Bye-bye. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.